0: Rav Chaim teaches us a very important principle. In his commentary on Pirkei Avos called Rav Chaim, Rav Chaim discusses the term used for the ovos We call Avram Avram Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, and he explains that Avinu doesn't just mean biologically our ancestor. He explains there's more of a depth to the title we give the Avos of Vino as well, and that is, he says, that when uh, quoting the pasuk, (inaudible) "Hoylech betumai tzaddik," Asher bon of Acharov, a Tzadik who walks, who goes in perfect faith, in perfect trust of Hashem, so his children are fortunate. Why are the children of a Tzadik fortunate? Because when a tzaddik works hard to achieve, a certain spiritual level, that becomes imbued within the very fiber of his being, and that gets conveyed into the being of his children. And therefore, the children of a tzaddik are fortunate because in some way they naturally absorb the level that the tzaddik worked to achieve. As, it's, as so to speak, part of the genetic makeup of the child is the achievement of the parents. And Khaim says this on the mission in Per-Gavis, where it says there were 10 deris from Nakhon until Avram. And then the following mission says, there were 10 trials with which Avram Avinu was tested. Why did the first Mishnah not call him Avinu? It says just from Nakhon until Avram. And the second Mishnah called him Avinu. And Rav Khaim Badajna explains, because the tests of Avram not only built the character of Avram, Not only developed the personality that Avram was, but it became something which was transmitted to his children, and therefore the ten tests of Avram were in the context of Avram Avinu, of Avram our father, because Avram's achievements became the heritage of Klal Yisrael. In that he's our father, not just like I said in a biological sense, but in the sense of the spiritual character traits that he. And bequeathed be to us, and if that's the case, one always wonders that if this principle, that the tzaddik achieves something, it becomes part of him so much so that it's naturally absorbed and it's naturally manifest in his children. And it's not as a result of the efforts of the children to emulate their father. It's something more which is built into their very DNA, as it were. Well, then Abraham had another son too. He had Yishmol. Why wasn't Yishmol given the benefit, so to speak, of the achievement of Abraham? And Yitzchak, it's called Avino, because what Yitzchak developed within himself also became part of the legacy of Kal Yisrael. Why didn't that affect Esau? Surely something which became so much the legacy of the father that it became an inheritance of his children should have affected all his children. Now we know that of course a person has Bechir. We know that a person can make their own choices. Whether to be a Tadik or a Roshan. But this principle that Rav Chaim is teaching us, and that is that something which a Tzarek works hard to attain for himself becomes something which is more accessible for his children to reach. That is something which should, we should have seen the benefits of Avram's achievement in Yishmael, the benefit of Yitzhak's achievement in Esau. And if we examine the Pesukim closely, we'll actually see something fascinating. We know that Ishmael didn't follow in Abraham's footsteps. So much so, he was banished from Abraham's home. Hashem gives him explicit instruction. Koreshya sa'oma azayis, Espadol, drive out this maid servant in son. Avram is forced to comply. Yishmael is not doing what he's meant to do. He doesn't deserve to be in Avram's household. What was Yishmael doing wrong? So the pasuk doesn't tell us clearly, but it says that Cyrus saw that Yishmael was being metzachek. And what does being metzachek mean? Rashi offers a number of interpretations. Avodah Zara, perhaps Kediyarais, Shri all the most serious errors that there are. And therefore, Avram drives Yishmael from his home. But, if we look a bit later on, we'll find that Yishmael does Chuvah. Yishmael does Chuvah. So much so that the Gemara says in Baba Basra that the term that talks about Yishmael's death, Vayigva, Vayamoys, says the Gemara, and after Zobimul Bet Hazayna, with this in Baba Basra that the term Vayigva is reserved for Tzaddik alone, And therefore Yishmael died at Tzaddik. What does Vayigva mean? Before Yishmael explains it, it means a person who died painlessly. And for a person who is a Russia who is too focused on this world, then the separation of themselves from their physical body is extremely traumatic. It's only for a person who appreciates Olam Abba, says the Gemara, that the transition to that world is much more smooth, is painless. And if it says about Yishmael Vayigva, then it means that he died at tzaddik. It's Sadiq as somebody who was connected to Elam Abba. Now we know that this primarily refers to Avad Zarah, And that would interfere with the person connecting to the Rukhins of Elam Abba. And if that's the case, we find a tremendous idea. Maybe Yishmael was banished from Avram's home for serving Avodah Zarah. But out of Abraham's home, Yishmol changed. Yishmol did Shubba. And then Yishmol was worthy of being given the description by the Torah of dying as a Turk And this poses a tremendous question. Let's think about it. In Abraham's tent, in the place where Yishma was exposed to the, le- the teachings and the instruction of his father, the great Abraham Avinu. In that situation, he left the path and he got attracted by Vodah And then, when he was banished from Abraham's home and exposed to the outside world with all its pernicious influences, with all its tumour, then he comes back to Immuna, how can that be? We'll answer that question by Ezashim soon. But the first point we see, and that's a tremendous idea. What was Avram's life work? What was the mission to which Avram dedicated his life? And that was to bring people to Imunna. And therefore, if one would ask the question, what was the element that Avram most wanted his children to achieve? The concept that he had devoted himself to in the biggest way and would therefore become primarily the spiritual legacy of Avram Avinu, it was Imunna. And we see that it did have effect on his children. It did have the effect. Even though Yishmael began by being a rasha, but eventually he came back to that Imana. He died at Tzadik. There was the influence which Avram Avinu had built into himself and had made a difference to Yishmael too. And if that's the case, let's look at the next generation. Yitzchok Avina. And if you're going to ask, what was the strength that Yitzchok built into the nature of Klai Yisra? What would we say was the primary factor that Yitzchok worked on himself and therefore developed as part of the Jewish people? We'd say, Upachad Yitzchak's mode of was to strengthen, to develop to refine his level of Yerushimayim. and if that's the case what was the spiritual energy that he, so to speak, invested into the very makeup of the Jewish people Yerushimayim, Yerushalayim and if that's the case we asked how could it be that Yitzchak's sacrifice and hard work on himself wouldn't influence all of his children? Well, if we look to see, to some extent it did. Once again, Aesop was a rasha. Aesop was a Russia. But we can see the influence of Yitzchak on Aesop even though he was a rasha. We know that after Yaakov took the brachos, And Esau was fuming. Was maddened to the extent that he wanted to kill Yaakov. But he doesn't go and do it right then. Esau says, Yikribu, you may able, I'm going to wait for my father to die, for Yisrael to die first. Why? Why? Why doesn't he take on Yaakov right now? And the answer is, Esau was afraid. He was afraid of what, what Yisraq would do if he would kill Yaakov. And therefore, as long as Yisraq is alive, he is too afraid to confront Yaakov himself. Something of the era that Yisraq had influenced Yisraq too. It might not have been necessarily a year of Shemaim, but the middle was felt. And the second time we see this as well. Not just by Asa, but by Asaf's children. And this is something unbelievable. Rashi brings, in the beginning of Fashas, Vayetzer, and the Pasuk Vayeth, Rashi brings the Chazal. The Chazal is well known. But let's look at the words closely. What Chazal say, is quoted in Rashi, is that Asaf sent his son Eliphaz to chase and to kill Yaakov. And it says that Eliphaz ran the mitzvahs of Eve Yaakov. He ran by his father's instruction to kill Yaakov. And Eliphaz catches Yaakov and it seems, even learning, I don't know exactly how, but it seems that Eliphaz was strong enough to overcome Yaakov. And he had, he had the option of killing him. But listen to what it says next. Rashi quotes the Chazal. But Eliphaz holds himself back. He doesn't kill Yaakov. Even though he's been instructed to. Why? Because he grew up on the lap of Yitzchak. And therefore he's too afraid to take on Yaakov. We see the effect. We see the effect that it had. Yitzchak's upbringing influenced Eliphaz enough that that was the reason why he didn't kill Yaakov. So, yes, that hero which was the nature, which was the teva of Yitzchak, influenced his children and even his grandchildren too. And in fact, the reason the Torah gives us that when it comes to the third generation of Esau's family, Amalek, that they have to be destroyed. The reason, the Torah says, is because of the Amalek did not have that year. They were missing that middle. But for Esau and for Eliphaz, the influence of Yitzhak was still felt. And that brings us to the third stage. Maybe the one which is eventually discussing our Pasha this week, Pasha Svei If we said that the primary midah, that Avraham Avinu worked on in himself and wanted to instill in his children was Emunah. And the primary midah which Yitzchak worked on in himself and wanted to instill into his children was Yira. What would we say was the primary mida that Yaakov Avina wanted to work on and instill within his children? And the answer is, Yaakov's life work was to build Klal Yisrael, to build the Jewish people into a nation. From his 12 sons to form them into a unit, into a cohesive entity which would become Klal Yisrael. And here again, in his own home, Yaakov's son seemed to work against that ideal. Because we find that there was disunity between Yosef and his brothers. The brothers hated Yosef, Yosef's father gosh and her about them. There was more of a rift between the brothers than a, than a friendship. Once again, but something that tzaddik works so hard to develop becomes the nature of his children. And where do we see this? Once again, let's look at the words of Chazal. It's the Gemara in on of Lama with and we'll see something tremendous. The Gemara says that when Yosef faced the terrible Nisayan that he did with the wife of Potiphar and over the course of time Yosef's defenses were worn down. And the Gemara says, it got to the pace, it got to the point, the stage, where Yosef was thinking of giving in. Yosef was thinking of submitting to that at the Yitzhahara. And at that stage, the Gemara says, that, He saw the likeness Of his father in the window. And Yaakov told him, Yosef, one day there will be a khoshen with 12 stones on it. And if you're going to make a mistake now, you're going to lose your place in the khoshen. Now the first thing is that there was some kind of miraculous revelation that Yosef had to strengthen him when he most needed that chizuk. But what's indicative is what was the point, what was the point that Yaakov, that Yaakov told him? Not hear not Emunah, but you're going to lose a part of Kla Yisrael, you're going to lose your part of being part of the Yisrael, of, of Yisrael. And that was enough of a motivation for Yosef to be able to withstand the temptation that he did. What does that mean? That was the koyuch of Yaakov. It was something which maybe Yosef of Inu didn't, Yosef of Tzalec didn't understand or appreciate in Yaakov's house. The concept of the unity of Kla Yisrael. But now, that's what prevented him from being nishlan naver. That's what prevented him being nishlan naver. The koyach of Yaakov became something which affected his children. But here again, we have the same question as before. How can it be that in Yaakov's house that didn't make a difference, and it was only after he left? then then the importance of the unity of Kla Yisrael, of being part of a Shevet which has his khalik in the Jewish people, becomes so much more important to Yosef. Just like Ba'i Yishmael. In Abraham's house, he was forced to leave. But out of Abraham's house, he came back into the There's a principle here we learn from the pasuk, and the pasuk says, "Lchu banim shemuli. Yeras Hashem alamadchem. means go out, go out, my children, and listen to me. I'll teach you Yeras Hashem. And the mafreshim ask the question, why does it say lchu banim? Go out, my children. If you want them to listen to you, obviously you want them to come in. I should say, Come in, my children, and listen to me. I'll teach you your Hashem. And the answer the Foshim give is that sometimes a person only learns the lesson when he leaves. When he's in the situation where he has the dmus, the, 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 the example of the father, of the teacher, who's emphasizing the point. The child might not realise the value of it. And it's only by contrast when they're no longer in that situation now they realise in retrospect the importance of the lesson that they were being taught. In Avram's house Ishmael didn't realise the godless of what Abraham was teaching him. He didn't realise how important Imunna is. And therefore in in house he could stray after Zarah when he left Abraham's house and he saw the contrast to the wicked world which existed beyond the tent of Abraham, then he understood the depth and the value of what Abraham was teaching him. And he came back into the And the same thing Yosef, when he was in his father's home together with his brothers, He didn't appreciate the importance of what Yaakov was trying to achieve of being ma'achid the shvatim into one unit which was going to become Kla Yisrael. And it's only after Yosef left that safe environment and now found himself in the depraved culture of Egypt then in retrospect he appreciated so much more what Yaakov Avinu was trying to accomplish. And that became the, feature, the factor, becoming part of Klah Yisrael, that prevented him from sinning. He didn't want to lose his place on the Khashen. <laughs> the tzaddik sets a certain standard. The tzaddik develops a certain middle. It's going to become imbued in his children. And even if they don't appreciate it, when taught, they taught that method directly, but it's there, the effect has been made. And sometimes it's only when they leave the safe environment that they grew up in that they learn to appreciate the lesson. But then they'll come back to it because it's genetically inside them. That's what I wanted to talk about the Shabbos. But I want to add one more one more point. It's practical to us too. We talk about Hakadosh Baruch Hu as Avinu, Atah Hashem Avinu Ata. and in the context of Hashem as Avinu. So let's ask. Abraham was trying to instill within himself and his descendants, Emunah Hashem. Yitzchak was trying to build Yerushalayim. Yaakov was trying to fashion Klal Yisra in the context of Hashem who is a vino, and therefore he's developing, he's creating something which becomes a part of his children, what's the middle which would primarily say HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in developing in us in That should become a part of the nature of his children. In what way is he a vino? And the answer is, the primary point Rakhadosh Baruch wants to develop in Klai Yisrael when we call him Avino, is how much he loves us and how much he wants us to love him. And once again it was a lesson we didn't appreciate when we were at home. When we had the Vais HaMikdash and we had that pure Hashem we had that closeness we had so many manifestations in the Besam of Hashem's love for us. Then we didn't appreciate it. Then we didn't value it. Then we didn't reciprocate that love. And as a result, we lost the opportunity. We were driven from the Besam Mikdash. But, Nevertheless, it was something which HaKadosh Baruch created which was embedded deep, deep within the Jewish people. And if we didn't appreciate it at home when we had the closeness to Hashem so we'll appreciate it from the distance of Goddess. May rochik Hashem merali. The Novi says, From far away Hashem appeared to me from the corners of the earth, from the depths of Godless. With the love which is forever I loved you. We only woke up to that when we left home. And this is the Pasuk in the Torah too. The Torah is talking about the at the end of days when you'll be all over the world. And from there, from that distance, from that depth, then Hashem will circumcise your heart, so to speak. To come back to that Ava. So come back to that love. But we will appreciate it from a distance. But we know that we will get to that stage. Because Hashem, you are our Father. And therefore, the fact, the, fact, the fact that you wanted to build into us, is that deep down is a part of us, just like the Emunah, which was deep within yishmal It just took the it took until he appreciated what Avram was doing. Then he came back to the Chava. Just like the value of building Klal Yisrael was within Yosef, but it was only from the contrast of Mitzrayim that he valued it. It's the same thing. The other Hashem is with inside of us, is deep within inside us. But sometimes it's only from a distance that it comes to life. But when it does, then we too will do true and come back to Hashem. And then we too will merit to the closeness and the love from within Hashem's embrace once more.